The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmberg, Scott Long, and the rest of the Caliendo crew. Informing you, entertaining you, changing your life forever. It's the most important podcast in the history of Western civilization. It's good enough. The reason we are the most important podcast in the history of Western civilization is because we're here for the listeners right now. A lot's going on in the NFL. The Mason Rudolph Miles Garrett skirmish nightmare nightmare skirmish yeah tell you what man it's not a nightmare I was looking for but we could use Miles Garrett man we could put him on our team good luck wow he's one of our guys man I like that guy man bring bring back Vontez I love you though man yeah I love Frank Galliendo man <laughs> I, I love what. you man I love you a little I bit know you text me I love you, you text me that you never say it back man I need to reciprocate <laughs> It's not unrequited love, let me tell you that much. Spider two wide banana Frank's legs. Don't know what it's a new play, man. I'm calling it. It's creepy. Open Frank's legs. <laughs> oh, no, please. And Scott Long <laughs> is here to save us from ourselves. Yeah, we hope. Hey, Award winning Scott Long. I was yeah, I, I was surprised. I thought this was an emergency podcast to discuss Jeff Goldblum's outfit. <laughs> On Jimmy Kimmel last night. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he sent me a text with that. He's wearing like zebra pants. Yeah, he's lost uh, his mind. I yeah. have zebra pants and Lion King <laughs> underwear. Hakuna. Uh, made of real uh, zebra. Ah, oh. Real fake zebra. Oh. Yes. They I, roam the fake uh, wilds of fake Africa. Yes, what I did was I went to build oh. a bear oh. and I didn't let them finish. <laughs> I made them my own wardrobe. All right, we got to we got to stay on topic. Yeah, come on. on it's one of our Don't get distracted. things we struggle with. So, we. I want to know first of all, John. This is basically, and I've been saying this on Twitter, uh, not on Facebook, right? But Who uses that on uh, Instagram as well? I've basically been saying in in most terms, it, you're right. This is the WWE. It, it's. I, I tweeted that last night uh, when the uh, event happened, when, yeah. the break, when the happened. I'm like, hey, Fox has the WWE and they have UFC fighting. Yeah. This is just promotion for that. What happened with eight seconds left in a game that was over that made Miles Garrett decide to start attacking Mason Rudolph even before the incident? Why well, let's tackle? Well, let's take it, break, break it down from the beginning because here's one of the things that I noticed. Nobody's – and Miles Garrett, 100% wrong, correct? Everybody's Absolutely. on that? Everybody's like uh, – although I did have I, – I tweeted as well that uh, Troy Aikman is saying no one should see this. No one <laughs> that was should little, see this. Yeah, and yeah. then they just kept Showed showing it. replays. It was the Reagan uh, Slow assassination. Slow motion, yeah. Let's take a look. Let's take yeah. a look. <laughs> it, was, it was exactly that. And it, oops, that means. Well, I think that was me and Verizon is like, uh, you should not be talking about this. You know, Troy, Aik- <laughs> Troy Aikman had to retire because of concussions. Yeah. He had so many vicious hits to his head yeah. during his career that are nowhere close to just getting bopped on the head. No. With a, the, the force of a 200, you know, 90 pound guy hitting Specimen. you with his helmet yeah. is way different than if he's wearing the helmet versus if he's just banging it with his arm so Here, i mean and, and there was no penalty yeah they, they, they that, that's my point there was yeah. no penalty it's uh, there well, was no where, penalty where was I mean, he should be clean hit. it should be good there were no flags let's no reviews from it no, no reviews here no here's where i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with i it, it i don't know if it's a late hit it did seem like an overly aggressive hit at the end of the game for no reason i yeah. couldn't tell if he rolled onto him or if he tried not to it's I'll I'll give you this. This as I watched the game, Mason Rudolph had a terrible game throwing two guys on the practice squad and having just a nightmarish surrounding team. So with eight seconds left 
and he's standing out there trying not to embarrass himself any further in, in his first professional embarrassment in prime time uh, with eight against seconds Cleveland. against Cleveland. It's their rival. They not look, just that. No. It's Cleveland. Yeah, it's the brand. matter. But when Miles Garrett came in and had him, he had him in the grasp. With eight seconds left and a 14-point lead and a thorough drubbing, there's no more adrenaline. There's no more need to take Mason Rudolph to the ground. So the play itself got to the point where Miles Garrett seemed to just rub it in his face one last step. I agree Mason Rudolph lost his composure completely after the sack, and but probably said, what are you doing? This is over. You're done. You beat us. He's probably even saying scoreboard. But when, when – and he was trying to fight. And at that point, if you're Miles Garrett, where's the energy? Where's the anger coming from? You had to be thrilled. Why did he get triggered so easily in that to do – Well, I think it's because Mason Rudolph grabs his, his helmet, helmet but and still, kicks him in the groin. Well, he's pushing him off because he's grinding down into the ground with him like he was ready to Maybe fight. Maybe he's in love with that. That <laughs> could be it. Can't you two see? <laughs> Don't you guys see what <laughs> – I'll tell you what, <laughs> man. Love happens, Frank. Love happens. <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't. I didn't understand where all of the uh, fury came from. I understand Mason Rudolph's frustration, and he should have been flagged. On top of it being a, a roughing the quarterback, and the game ends with those two going. Ah, tensions rose. We lost it. But when it got to that weird moment where Miles Garrett recognized this guy wants to fight, okay, I, it's on. But I think it's a guy grabs my helmet, starts yeah. to take my helmet off. Yeah, I'm in the you know fists of fury mode. The guy starts to take my helmet off, kicks me in the nuts. Then I'm in like, oh no, you don't. But and, you know and it's better. too much. You should know better. You know I'm not better. saying he shouldn't. Right. I'm saying, but I, and I'm not saying. That the, what uh, Mason Rudolph did is anywhere near even close right. to where Miles Garrett took, took it. Or, uh, yeah. where he took it. But there are elements, there are little steps that add up to that point, which in the media, I'm more upset with the media. I don't see anybody or very few people talking, but Danny Cannell was talking about yeah. that earlier today, that there are some steps that are in the intermediary there that, that start at the beginning and work their way toward that happening. So people go, and, when you say, where did that come from? Yeah. There were little bits, and, sure. it, and it doesn't make sense to us because we're not in the middle of that type of uh but it you know the does. adrenaline and stuff like that both were wrong miles garrett taking him to the ground was wrong mason rudolph fighting back was wrong yes then the nightmare starts when he got that helmet in his hand mason ran after him but i mean steve smith said it after the game and said it perfectly it's like we're literally 10 degrees of a helmet turn or a guy's face changing of talking about a man laying on a field possibly mortally wounded. It reminded me of Kermit Washington, Rudy Tomjanovich. It was a cheap shot in the middle of, of, of tempers flaring. And tempers flare. And I find it very strange that, uh, that Miles felt the need to continue that tackle in the first place. Then, of course, Mason Rudolph's mad. He loses composure. And that's when Miles Garrett, to me, Really went off the deep end. So here's my thoughts on this, and I've got a theory, Frank, if yeah. you can imagine. I got one, too. Something was said while that went on beyond the fighting. These guys fight and get chippy all the time. For it to turn into this, something was said. My fear is that the NFL is so afraid of this. If this is Tom Brady, there's police officers waiting in the back of the end zone for Miles Garrett. This is not going to be... Uh, 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 you know, oh, we'll get some suspensions. We'll see what happens. There is action immediately if it's a, a marquee star. Mason Rudolph is, you're capable of throwing him under the bus as far as this goes. Miles Garrett is a superstar in waiting. Night. No, no, no. But I mean, he's, he's a superstar in waiting. He couldn't have thrown him anywhere, let alone under the bus. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Someone else had to throw him under the bus and he probably would have missed the bus. But, I, that was, that was, yeah, yeah, Terry Hanratty was I, embarrassed. I fear that, that the NFL's attempt to make this a soap opera because you know I have the theory that they're going WWE. They want ratings. They love this stuff deep down. Uh, and I, I will divert my uh, uh, theory for a second. They love it deep down because they showed in the pregame show uh, a hit of Terry Bradshaw in the late 70s by Jim Turkey, what's his name, uh, of the Browns that nearly separated Terry's head from his shoulders. They called it a, a potential internal decapitation because when Turkey turned him, he lifted him to land him on his head and then rolled on his body. And Terry looked at the guys and goes, why are we showing this? You know, that almost killed me. Yeah. And they're celebrating it. Didn't have a single yeah. effect on what I'm like. <laughs> right. 
But we the alphabet is my favorite form of putting letters together. <laughs> In order? Or? Knock, knock. What? <laughs> Who's the wild turkey? Elephant in the room. But they love this stuff. Karate. <laughs> Is that your alphabet? Bilbo Baggins. He's reading off a list of presenters at the Oscars in his head. Sandra Day O'Connor. These are the people who attended Scotland's he award ceremony. No, no. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, maybe. Uh, she, she was there. Yeah, she RBG. Was there. Yeah, the original RBG. RBG. RBG3. RBG. But. When they, when they took him down, I fear that the NFL will make a bigger deal out of this. And I started to see it in the media this afternoon. I got worried that ESPN, NFL Network, and all the other outlets are going to go for clicks for themselves. They were race baiting. They race baited this thing this afternoon to see if anybody was buying. And there were 3,200 comments on the Yahoo page that said, Mason Rudolph did this and deserves to be taken down. If he weren't white, this wouldn't have happened. And the race baiting started, and I'm like, oh, no. This is the NFL's way out to save Miles Garrett and to make this a divisive topic and keep it away from we had a guy lose control and nearly murder someone. Now now the topic changes because if that turns into Mason Rudolph said a racial slur and they just float it, all of a sudden he didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to tell you right now, I thought in terms of the post-game the way they handled it, perfect. Miles Garrett, but I mean, I'm talking Not about him. Hold on, but Miles Garrett, his apology today, he didn't say anything afterward. He just he went away last night. Yeah, no, they they let him have media time. Oh, he did. He sat with oh, the media. I didn't see it. He was contrite. But well, he, he didn't but apologize. yeah, he said like, but he went. He didn't go after. He didn't. He didn't no. give any reasons other than I screwed up. He knew he was in trouble. He, right, but yeah. he he didn't make it. He didn't try to make a fall guy or anything. He said no. I screwed up, and then he issued that apology today. Now. The, on the other side, uh, Maya Rudolph. <laughs> right. <thank you. laughs> Is it Mason? It's Maya. Freemason. Ma- uh, Rudolph, he called him a bully. And, yeah. just, and at that point, you just I think you should just go, listen, we're going to let everybody handle it. You don't think that's enough time? Like, you got to walk away. I think when you You don't think Tom Brady. What does Tom Brady do in that situation? Tom Brady doesn't have to do anything. Everything's done by that For time. Him. By the time Tom Brady goes to him, yeah. By the time he goes to a microphone, it's decided that this was the most egregious thing that's ever happened in the NFL, and Tom doesn't have to say anything. I think Mason Rudolph went back there with the idea: someone tried to kill me tonight. Perpendicular. Oh my God, Terry! Just thinking of words. Somebody tried to kill me tonight. I have a right to say something, no matter how it started. And then I got I got mad at Deion Sanders for saying, "In the heat of the battle, these are grown men. We have to remember this. In the heat of the battle." Guys are going to lose their cool. I wish we had that kind of respect for police. We never say that. Who are in life and death situations and in the heat of the battle, when they make mistakes, they're fired forever and never forgiven. And they're the ones who go into spots and don't know what's going on. And maybe they do make mistakes and do some uh, terrible things. But we, we forgive it in sports. We look and go, the guy tried. He literally took a weapon. And this isn't because I'm a Steeler fan. This is anybody. I no, even said it last only night. only because it you're could a Steeler be. fan. I said if T.J. Watt did that, I'd want him off the team. I'd want him gone. I don't want to cheer for that. Wait a second. You take say him out. DJ Watt, man, I'd take him in a heartbeat, too. I'd take him in a Mason Rudolph, <laughs> Maya Angelou Minnie moment. Ripperton is his Minnie. mother. Oh, man. Les Fleurs. <laughs> I love that song in the Microsoft <laughs> tablet thingy. Vontez Perfect's not allowed to play in the NFL anymore. Yeah, he didn't do anything close to this. Right. He was no, a dirty no, no, player. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop now. You think? Okay. Right. Let's, let's go. Yeah. yeah I, okay. First off, he wasn't going to kill anybody with those swings with that helmet. Okay. That to I me, disagree. I, I don't. No, no. I know you do, but yeah. I, I don't buy that at all. Okay. I have seen thousands of hits in the NFL that were much more vicious than when you're using your whole body. To hit somebody, yeah, no, but no helmet. But no best. helmet. I swung it at a guy with no He's, helmet. He, the, 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 okay, just because I, nothing I, happened didn't mean that it couldn't have. No, no, no. But uh, one, okay, okay. He swung it and hit him in the head once. Okay, he's been suspended. <laughs> Listen, why is that Listen. so funny? The once part got me. Yes, I know. <laughs> Twice because too far. He's um, he's suspended for the year. That I don't I don't know I don't I guess I feel like and as you mentioned he was contrite and then I think about the other part of this and that is here's my theory on it okay so who was uh, Mason Rudolph the quarterback for 
uh, in college? Oklahoma State Cowboys. Okay. Who was the quarterback uh, uh, at Oklahoma? Baker. No, yeah. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Who was the guy who uh, was the coach of the Browns last year? Hugh Jackson. Greg Williams. First one, Greg Williams. Oh, Greg Williams. Right, yeah. yeah. Bounty I think, yeah. I think um, Baker paid uh, Miles Garrett to uh, take a swing at the Cowboy. <laughs> wait and, a second. No, wait wait my a theories, I did that for three. He wait a second. And this is no, what he brings. Baker Mayfield, this, hold on. You're, you're making Holmberg look sane, and we're suddenly – I am no, no, sane. I have cogent no, thoughts. No, no, listen. I think he got hit in the head last night, yeah. too. No, no, no. Did Miles Garrett well, hit you once? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can guarantee that Holmberg was fantasizing watching Mason Rudolph during that game. If I could take his helmet and swing and hit him in the head, no, maybe I... put some sense into him because he played horrible. Okay. Also, <laughs> angry's not long is the I, best. I knew. Not I knew this if was going to be good. Friday night, Scott is a different yeah. Scott. I'm it is Scott right after dark. It is. I'm going to also tell you that if you think that this is a wild conspiracy, you listen next Monday to. Uh, Jerry Alex Jones on this topic. Oh, he is going to be all over it. I mean, it's Oklahoma. There's some Texas thrown in there. I feel very good about this because I think they're both from Texas. He thought he was basically doing a type of setup that we would just not fall for. But <laughs> he knew that he was <clears throat> triggering us and getting us. It's a red flag <laughs> a situation where <clears throat> the quarterbacks in college are turning the NFL <coughs> uh, reprobationally. <laughs> My theory holds water. Yours is ridiculous that one guy would pay another guy to hit him because it is the Greg Williams thing. I love it. It's I mean, very the Greg great, Williams. But... I, I, listen, they were better under Greg Williams too. Yeah, Freddie they Kitchen were. seems to have yeah. zero, zero. Well, uh, it, they all they do is they're a penalty machine. Yeah, they make their own mistakes. And look at this. I mean, typical Browns browniness. Wait a second. They make their own mistakes. You sounded like me there. They make their own mistakes. They, well, that's true. Yeah, I guess you can. But they're, they mean, they always get in their own way. Supposedly, they get <laughs> they get the biggest win of their rivalries in oh, no. ten years, and yeah. they walk away Cleveland Browning that more than ever before. Yes. They can't celebrate a win. The one thing I walked away from last night because I always thought Baker Mayfield was kind of frat boy douchey and was going to be easy to hate for ten years. I actually looked forward to it. I'm like, this will be a fun team to not like. Baker Mayfield on the field, no prompting, no PR, no coaching. Nobody saying we talk about it. We say this interview by uh, what's her name by Fox, uh, Pinky uh, Tuscadero. No, Aaron Andrews. Oh, was Aaron Andrews? Okay, yep. said to him, "What is it?" And he handled that beautifully. Yeah, I this thought it was, was great. He was unbelievable. Even in his presser after, but on the field in uniform, said he just hurt our team. Now, we're, now we're not even going to celebrate the win. This is the circus we now have, and this is what has to stop here. And Miles is gone for the year. I think, I think that proves something to me about uh, Baker Mayfield, that he really does want to win. And that changes the culture. What I watched there scared me more about the culture in Cleveland as a fan of the Steelers because you just watched a guy who gets it 100% and said everything right. Jarvis Landry, OBJ, they said the right things, well, and they weren't they just, it, 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 Did he say the right thing? Who? Mason Rudolph. Well, he Mason, I said right. that too. That's what I'm saying. Mason yeah, Rudolph. Frank, I agree with what Frank said. Uh, see, I mean, Mason Rudolph. No, listen. If it would have been turned around and Baker Mayfield would have grabbed the guy by the face mask after he was hit late, and then somebody would have done the same thing, there would have been a different tone to it. It would have been like, there's Baker Mayfield inciting some of it, and then the guy lost his mind. And, and it, once again, if it was with the uh, – the, the Browns instead of the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers obviously are a well-run organization with a bunch of nutcases that they just got rid of. Right. And they you, got you're rid talking of the about the Browns. Yeah, but you're talking about the Browns being so out of control. The Steelers were crazy out of control last year. Right, but now they're crazy. not. Yeah, but not, in, not. not in a criminal okay, way. But the, no, uh, are you sure? Yeah. It appears like uh, 
Antonio Brown was behaving. In oh, I mean, uh, like off the field. I'm talking about like on the field. Off the field, every team's got something going on where they're trying to cover. The Browns have Kareem Hunt. Nobody seems to care that he pun- oh, no. he punted a woman. I do. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, I do too. And I, I mean, there, Chael and Sonnen. I'm more worried about him than I am Miles. Garrett, absolutely. But Chael Sonnen said something a few years ago on my radio show, the the uh, UFC fighter, and he said, "I can't watch football anymore because at a certain point, I realized I was just cheering for laundry." I didn't care who was in the uniform. I was cheering for their shirts. And at a certain point, you have to look at what your team's doing and who's on the field and what am I cheering for. And I tell you, all honesty, uh, I've missed three Steeler games in 25 years, and they were the games Michael Vick started because I'm a dog guy. And I thought, what am I cheering for? What am I forgiving here? He didn't do his time for what he did. He did his time for racketeering. He made a deal to never get accused of the thing he did. He lied until he got caught lying about the horrible thing he did, which tells me he knows it was wrong. I wasn't going to cheer for that. I didn't watch those games. I'm like, if this is what my team is, I'm done. If T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward did exactly the same thing last night, no matter how prompted they may be or how right they were to fight back, to take a helmet and hit a guy with it is the next step. I can get into a fight with Frank right now, and it's like two guys fighting. There's repercussions. But if I grab something and attempt to hit you in the head, it's assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill or harm. That is you think totally that, different. You think he should be prosecuted in that? I, I, I think that's a slippery slope in the NFL because so many things can then turn into, well, then that guy did it. Yeah, but you were, so, saying, you were saying it right there. It is that. I, I'm not saying you can go down It would be outside of that game. But let's, take an, let's, let's look at hockey. Hockey There's been two prosecutions. Yeah. Donald Brashear was prosecuted. Marty McSorley was prosecuted. Not Donald Brashear, but uh, Marty McSorley was prosecuted for hitting Donald Brashear. And uh, Todd Bertuzzi was prosecuted for hitting more. They were prosecuted. They got charges put against them. Not only suspensions by the league. When you, they, uh, Todd Bertuzzi broke a man's neck uh, hitting him in the back and then jumping on his neck with the stick. Marty McSorley swung a stick at Brashear's head and knocked him cold onto the ice, nearly killed him, and and was prosecuted. I'm not saying it's yeah. Now, if I'm if for. if something had happened to Mason Rudolph, if it had all right. gone wrong, right. I think That's then different. I think I, then you do. I think right. Miles Garrett. It, this is a terrible way to say it, but he got very lucky. Very lucky that nothing that we know of something could still right. happen. We don't know. Yeah, we're not sure, but. Uh, Okay, can I, I I'm going to hold add on, Steve. Another story. Uh, uh, I, I was just going to say, I, I want you to talk because I love the new Stephen A. Scott Long. <laughs> I have to say, I, no, wait a second. I don't care where you're coming from, Caliendoberg. Whatever's going on in that studio, I'm over here in Indianapolis yeah. understanding. What's actually happened in this part of the country? Stephen A., you scare me because I know you're going to twist this into something that's going to get you clicks. That's what I'm most worried about. Oh, d- indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to turn And fortuitously. Into, where can we bait this? What angle can we take to bait this? And Jamil, what's her name? Jamil Hill? She already started it. Oh, did she? Already started it today. And then I started Listen, reading you gotta it. Wait. Oh, I, you got to wait. You can't. Somebody else cannot start what was said or something. If it's, there was something racial that did happen there, then that has to come out from the person. Because I got to believe, I think as crazy as what Miles Garrett did, he was classy after the fact by not saying anything. He and didn't apologize. And saying, he, I screwed. He, he did say, I screwed up. He did say, I, said, I, I, screwed, I made a mistake. Him. Didn't, so didn't you apologize. And I, we screwed so, up. He mentioned us. John Holmberg and Frank Caliendo. Exasperate paint. Everything in this situation. <laughs> but even afterwards, Michael Irvin and, and uh, Joe Thomas and Steve Smith all said he didn't apologize. He just said I was wrong. And, okay, and then not doing it as him. As, as who? Michael Irvin? Yeah. Because it was contrite, Michael. <laughs> He's very much a different person. I wished he would have said that better. But what he didn't do, uh, as what Michael Irvin pointed out, he said uh, he, he, he was a little disturbed by the fact that he was happy his team had his back. And that was like, no, this is not a time to, uh, you know, the, uh, they all, the brotherhood of, is. A lot of football players got, went to that. Scott, what was yeah. the point you were going to make? Okay, so this is a quiz uh, for you guys. What's the worst incident in the history of uh, uh, and pro sports? Of the what NFL or just no, all no, pro any sports? Any sport, any major sport. Uh, can I name a couple? There's, there's one easy one. 
Well, the Chuck Bednarik hit on Frank Gifford was about as awful as it gets because he stood over yeah. a guy who was dying and, and pointed down his face. The, br- the, the brawl in the palace. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And Let the Pacers. Yeah. That, that changed everything. Yeah. And then like, you know, in the 70s when uh, Rudy jo- Tomjanovitz basically got killed by Kermit yeah. at Washington, um, that, then there were fights all over the, on, the, on the court. There was just basically one player suspended. When it yeah. happened with the Pistons and the Pacers, that actual incident, almost the whole Pacers team was suspended for half the year. Yeah. And that was a team that looked to be an NBA finalist that year. And I happened to know oh, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, broadcaster for the Pacers. He's a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And when Ron Artest, <laughs> he's a, 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 a good, good friend, friend of mine. Was- yeah. Ron Artest, after he got pushed by Ben Wallace, laid down on the scores table. People don't remember that. He laid down, crazy Ron Artest, he yeah. was very crazy. He laid down on the, the scores table after, because there's about 10 seconds left, very similar to this. Yeah. And, every, and, and they were all like, wow, he's being very calm. And then some Pistons jackass fan threw a beer from about 40 feet away and landed right all over Ron Artest. Yep. So at that point, Ron Artest jumps up. My buddy, who's uh, the uh, broadcaster, tries to stop him, uh, which he always said, not a good move, uh, stopping <laughs> an angry Ron Artest. He broke four vertebrae in his back. Oh, my God. The, 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 you know, And Ron didn't even know what, what was going on. But the point I'm saying is, is that – Ever since that point, there's been nothing like it in the NBA because they made such an example of the Pacers. If you watch yeah. the post game of that on ESPN, they thought they would get five, ten game suspensions. And because it was really the fans yeah. who created all that and the Pistons started it. There are different situations, but I felt like the NFL did what they could. Maybe they're going to suspend him next year. They'll you know, lick their finger and put it up into the wind to figure out if they have to do it. And I also thought it was interesting. You were describing this, this issue of miles Garrett and um, Mason Rudolph um, earlier, John, which made me think uh, that you were like the police. Yeah. And I'm thinking from now on, whenever I see miles Garrett, I'm going to take a knee. (laughs) But don't you think that don't you think we do a weird disservice to uh, people who do that job when we say uh, when people like Deion Sanders say, remember, it's the heat of battle. Men are going to lose their minds sometimes. We just have to remember that. And then we're so unforgiving in regular life for people who really do not to get too crazy serious, but really do put their lives in a line going into things that are horrifying without any idea. And their adrenaline's going through the moon. And then somebody's standing there with what looks like a stick. You don't know. They won't put it down. They make a terrible decision. And yes, there are bad cops, but we don't forgive that. In sports, we're like, oh, heat of the battle. Yeah, and, and We don't do that in other jobs. And that's someone's job had, just like, like, like everything this. with sports. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's all it's different. all changed. Uh, it's all theater. Yeah. And everybody, by the way, do you guys, Miles Garrett is going to change his name to Mega Galaxy Friendship. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> well, that fixed everything last time. It, yeah. it was beloved character after. Yeah. Anytime no, Miles what? Garrett comes up, Here's it's a- Mega Galaxy <laughs> Friendship. Okay. Scotty Here's A. Here's part of the, yeah. yeah. Here's, <laughs> I, <like laughs> I think, um, ah! if you want to. Oh, my God. Is Scotty ah! A. Long. I think if you want to add to the suspension, okay, and you want to really make a difference in Miles Garrett, speaking of changing names, next year he has to go by Mrs. Garrett. The facts is life. Oh, Tony. Well, this is like you do something bad and then learn a lesson from it. Yeah. This is a this is exactly oh, yeah, I mean, good. the rest of the year he's gotta be called. Yeah. Listen, he's Miles be called Mrs. Garrett. Okay, you take the good. You take the bad. Take you take the bolt. <laughs> there you have Fact Miles Garrett. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett. Oh, Tootie. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I don't want any prosecution. I don't want to jump down that rabbit hole. Oh, I, look at Mason. He's 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 baiting it. There. But don't you think talking. Mason Rudolph comes in at the end of that and says, I, "I'm a I, I was a victim of something more than just a sports fight." I think you do. But he already he, announced on the way in on the drive in. They they had breaking news. He's not going to file charges. I don't know why he's that's not. a thing, but he wasn't going to. In but the he first shot, place. don't you think he, he was looked just like mad? A, didn't you think he looked that? But yes, of course he was mad. But. Take like two steps up and look like a superhero by going. Listen, take the lower road. I look and at it even though way. you were you were culpable in some of it. Yeah. he's not to blame for all of it. But yeah, I agree. He should just stand there and. But say, why look. is he the guy that's got all the stuff? No, 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 keep he, his I, cool, and another guy tries no, no, to no, hit no, him I'm with a helmet. He's the one who has to go. I'm, I'm saying I'm, afterwards, and everybody no. wants Miles Garrett to get forgiven for his outburst, and Mason Rudolph says a few things after. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of pissed off. They're like, oh, you've gone on, you've gone too far. I feel like people are going after Miles Garrett big time. They should be, but I'm saying like everybody's like you're you're saying the whole thing's like, well, let's just let it go. He was contrite after, and Mason Rudolph. No, I'm not saying let it go. See, that's right. I don't think it's let it let it let it. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Can't hit him late like that. Hold your helmet. So uh, I don't think that's not what I'm saying here. Is I think he needs to be punished. Uh, uh, Miles yeah. Garrett, all that kind of stuff. Edna Garrett. And <laughs> but I, I would love I would have loved if Mason Rudolph just stood there and went, listen, you guys saw what happened. Uh, you know who did it's like what Mike gra- Tomlin. Did. Tomlin was great. Yeah. Tomlin was great. You guys saw it. Yeah, plenty of tape on that. Yeah, yeah. it's he didn't have to. I thought, I thought Tomlin was the best. Yeah, and he's usually a guy who puts his foot in his mouth. He'll a say lot. something about it. And this it. was brilliant for him not to say anything right. and just go and just he took the high road and said, "You saw whatever you saw. Yeah. Nothing I can add." Yeah, to I'm it. not going to make decisions on this. That's somebody else's job, and I'm fine with that. I I, I, I understand. I don't point. think he got. I don't think he got the reason. I mean, I don't think Mason Rudolph helped himself in the locker room. His players last night. Oh, they. Love I really him. don't. I mean, they love him. They. I'm, I'm not I kidding. Mean, they absolutely love him. That is. A, that is a weird why? thing. Even as a Steelers fan, I okay, don't understand. Is that, that. because they? Is is because so many of the players didn't like Ben Roethlisberger? There could be some team? of that. There could be. Uh, he's evidently in the in the film room and on the field. He is a perfectionist and a guy that they're like, wow, he works. So they respect the fact that they have to rally around this practice guy. Practice field. Yeah, oh, no, no. But Trent Dilfer used to say that all the time, that he was a practice field quarterback. He could go in the film room and diagnose anything. He came out looking like a superstar. Everybody thought he was a genius. He'd get between the lines on Sunday, and he yeah. couldn't do it. Uh, Mason may have that. I, I don't know. But the, the team, for whatever reason, is fully united behind Mason Rudolph, at least outwardly. And they don't have yeah. to be, and they are. And I, David DeCastro, by the way, is not getting enough credit either. Miles Garrett even said my, their own guy, DeCastro, laid on me and said, Hold still, I'm going to keep people off. You do not fight back. And DeCastro, the Steelers, laid on top of him like, I'm going to keep people off you. Don't move. And that's because he recognized how bad this just got. And he knew that his other players were going to come attack. Uh, you know the whole. I, I don't necessarily agree with that either. Pouncey got three games uh, for just going completely mental, protecting his quarterback. But I, just, I look at this whole thing very WWE. Here we are going I, on on this know, thing, and it's when been it was happening. Yeah. Honest to God, and for the people who don't know your theory that the NFL is just going with the WWE, yeah. uh, creating sports, soap operas, sports entertainment, yep. their storylines because they're more interesting than the games themselves. That's why replay and yep. the rules are such a mess because that's all we do is talk about how ridiculous the rules are. And I hate slow motion instant replay the in the games, but I love it when there's an attack. <laughs> I like slow motion. I, t- I, tweeted, I tweeted that too. I go, I do not want to see another video of Miles Garrett swinging that helmet and hitting Mason Ru- Rudolph Unless it's in slow yeah, motion. Yeah, gotta see it in slow I want to see it sped up, because then it might be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I just, I looked at the whole incident last night. The NFL has a massive black eye with this. It's hard, because you're, you're trying to protect quarterbacks' heads. You're trying to protect, and then the message is, well, if he's not that good, then we're gonna we're not gonna we're gonna start. But that whole going the whole thing directions. with quarterbacks to me is still weird. It's really weird. Like the fact that they're a protected class in the game, and I There's understand the for the money. Yeah. I understand why, but it's weird then because I, they're the ones who don't have CTE. 
They're the ones that don't have it. From the 70s and 80s, the guys who have it are linebackers, linemen, and running backs. They don't have the problem with quarterbacks. Johnny Unitas was a nightmare. They wouldn't pay well, a penny Bradshaw, for him. I think, has some issues. Well, he's got it, but he had it before he was playing. He just <laughs> he was born with CTE. It was him trying to spell cat. <laughs> CTE. <laughs> but there are, I mean, there's obviously going to be a couple, but the, that position is not one that is too destroyed compared well, it, but, to the linemen. But, yeah, compared. But like he, like Scott was saying, Aikman, there there are there some are guys, but it's not like those but running backs. But it's so and, weird to me that they're so protected. Uh, I heard um, I, I, I a couple people talking about today that running backs, like nobody ever protected me, and nope. I had the hardest job in the world because I had to run full speed into people way bigger than me. Into a dude as as same size or bigger. Eric Dickerson was talking about Yeah, it. and nobody protects running backs even now. Yeah, and, and their contracts are even the most unfair yeah. because they're yep. done in three or four years. Yep. They're they're utilized like crazy. Le'Veon when they're Bell young. had an argument that made sense. I think his agent handled it poorly, but basically saying, "I got a year left. You want to give me the ball four hundred and fifty times yeah. and not guarantee me cash for the years after? I'm twenty six. I thought his argument was solid. I think the way they handled it was terrible. Um, and in what the they end, need was is right. Load management. <laughs> yeah, just dump them down. But yeah, I, I nobody protects running backs. The safety of the game is, uh, you know, eh, questionable at best. But you know, and then they go do something as hypocritical as show Terry Bradshaw nearly having his head separated and laugh in the pregame, going, "Well, that was different then." And it's they're standing there next to the guy that happened to Chuck Bednarik, standing over Frank Gifford's literally limp, dying body on the field, putting his finger in his face, is a poster at the Hall of Fame. They have a weird problem with saying we're protecting the health of these players because they don't know how to keep that in one pocket and then have the game because be as violent and fast as they want it to be. It can't it, because everybody trains. We've talked about it before that every kids don't practice anymore. At a young age, they train. They yeah, start yep. training and they they train the fast twitch muscle yeah. and then they gain more muscle than any human uh, being has ever had in the past and you add power weight, strength, and quickness all together. Yeah. And it's a recipe for disaster because you can't go back. weren't designed nope. to, to run into each other like this. The first professional football player we learned this week. What was his name, Rich? Pudge uh, Rodriguez. No, uh, uh, like Finger, f- Finger, uh, Hufflefinger. Hufflefinger. Uh, his name is Pudge oh, Hufflefinger. Yeah. $500 he got for the very first professional game. What's he his didn't, name? Uh, Pudge Hufflefinger. HR Puffle Finger. <laughs> he, he got 500 bucks to play for the Allegheny uh, County team uh, club against the Pittsburgh Athletic Club. He got the money because they're like, we have to have you on the field. You're six feet tall, six feet three, 200 pounds. You're an absolute behemoth of a man. And that was the, the they gave him 500 bucks, the equivalent of $15,000 today to just be there because you're a monstrosity of humanity at 6'3", 200. John Hanna shows up in the in the 70s at 300 pounds, and he is uh, P.T. Barnum's greatest gift to the NFL. People can't believe a man that big can run that fast. Now there isn't a team in the NFL without guy, 15 players on average over 300 pounds moving at sub-five speeds. It's crazy. You can't go backwards and protect players in this league with what you've built. You can't do it. The only thing you can do, because this for like what you're talking about with kids, parents don't want their kids to play football. Last night is going to stop so many single moms from ever letting their little kids go on a field and say, oh, and they can lose their mind and there's weapons readily available. This is the worst thing that's happened to the NFL's image in a, in a while, and it's because they mishandled everything going into this. All the off-the-field stuff is terrible. They don't know what to do with it. They suspend Ezekiel Elliott for being accused of something, they suspend people for words. Then something actually happens, and they're like, Meh, maybe that's not so bad. I mean, the same argument applies to Ray Rice's girlfriend instigating him the entire time until he punched her. Everything's different. If he could have held off like he should have, it's different. Hunt should have never done what he did. He got antagonized into a fight. Uh, these guys go over the line, and the NFL doesn't know what to do. I, I feel like they'll screw this up somehow and then try to PR it right and make it kind of our fault. The viewers. Well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what the players' association yeah. how they come down on this because their job is to defend players. Which but one? Then, yeah, which one are you going to defend? And yeah. then it 
the thing I've not heard anyone talk about is people just think of, because they don't know the NFL and they, they only hear the big names like OBJ and right. Baker Mayfield, maybe Chubb. They don't realize Miles Garrett's the best player on Cleveland. He's a top five or six defensive lineman. He's right there with the Boza brothers yep. and Aaron Donald. I mean, he was the second pick. Was he first or second first. pick in the draft? He's the first, old, pick first pick in the draft. He and he's played well. Yep. Unlike most of the Cleveland Browns first picks. Yeah. He's played well. He's a key ingredient. And that was very Browns like. Yep. All of a sudden, the Browns are potentially they had a nice schedule coming up. Yep. Games they can win. They played the toughest schedule in the NFL up until that game. They had played the yep. the highest winning record. And the rest of the schedule was going to open up a little bit. They had a chance in the AFC to get one of those last yeah. um, playoff spots, but then they lose their best defensive player. I mean, their yeah. best probably player totally on the team. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I felt like the NFL did everything they should have. I, I don't – what else so – what far. do you think? So far. I, I agree with you that so far they've handled it right because I think the outcry was so immediate and so uniform by their broadcasters, by Cleveland Browns players – by the uh, NFL Network, by ESPN, at first the outcry was, he's done. We know he's done. He has to be finished for not only this year, but we'll look into next year. I like the word indefinite because they're saying, you're done this year. That's enough. Do we go for a full-year suspension? I don't think he should take – no. No? No. I think a 16-game suspension is is perfect. Oh, come on. What's six games? What's six games for a team that probably won't make the playoffs anyway? Six – well, they had it's a chance to make their four and six, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, but they're Next four and six. Up. If this is another team that wasn't so pre-hyped that you're not trying to sell to the to the public so hard, they're four and six. Maybe they make the playoffs. Maybe they don't. You're right. The AFC's weak, and they got an easy. Yeah, but score. now they don't. How, now they don't. But they, but that but that's, that's their punishment. punishment. That's a pretty big punishment. Yeah, yeah for a team for that's the Cleveland Browns they, for giant maybe team. A giant. Well, they maybe had at team. least hope, and now there's no. Watch, they're just gonna they're gonna come together as a team. Maybe, the, and that's great, good for them. Right. But bottom line is, it, it's beyond. Oh, does Miles Garrett's actions hurt the Browns? Yeah, of course it does. He knows that, and it should, and it should keep him out of the game for. If you're gonna do a full year suspension, do 16 games. I would see that for yeah. anybody. I don't care who it is, but the, but I think Scott's right. I think he's too big a name. You're talking about one of the top three defensive players, in my mind, in football. That dude's amazing. But he's, he has no record of this. This is, this is not a Vontae Burfick kind of thing. I mean, the worst the worst I've ever seen a player behave in the last 15 years was that Bengals-Steelers game with Vontae Burfick. Horrible. I, mean, I that love that was, you call him Vontae. He was trying I like to, that, too. What's his name? Vontez. Vontez. Fontes, I'm thinking yeah. of Vontae Davis, who quit at halftime. Maybe yeah, because he I thought he, about someone that. would pull his helmet off his head and hit him with it. I have no idea. I mean, that was a Three Stooges kind of move. That's that, you know, supposedly that happened. Well, supposedly, okay. I already said it once. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, to me, you know, I, 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 just don't, I just think the NFL's got to handle so this. The award it's got to handle this absolutely <laughs> perfectly, or this is a nightmare. I don't know. I I just go. I tend to side with Scott Long mostly because of the asterisks. <laughs> He's got the award, yeah. man. The, the silver sphincter. All right. Was there yeah. anything anybody else wanted to bring up? Because we 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 got to get this thing going. I don't know. What? <laughs> Nothing. No. I think I think that I. I yeah, I think we've set our. Okay, piece. I want to ask John. I want to yeah. ask John a question. So Go ahead. He's the Steelers expert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two questions. Sure. Is the Steelers season over playoff wise now to you? Oh, I, I never really had hopes that this was a playoff team, even when they were but playing. But they win well. that game. They win that game. They you start looking at. They're not going anywhere. If you'd have told me, hey, John, week ten, your team's got Mason Rudolph at quarterback, uh, Brooks Cooks. Miller Jones is your running back. I've never heard of him. Uh, a guy named Jones is your uh, third wide receiver. Johnny Holton is your two, and James Washington okay, no, is your no one. No one cares about this. That's what I'm saying. Let's go. To, that, but if you told me that, that, okay, secondly, but okay, if you told me that, there's no possible way I'd say the playoffs are even a thought. Even if we manage to get in, it's not going to okay. matter. So no, the playoff thing. I don't even care if they're in the playoffs. This is a team if they go eight and eight. I'm tipping my cap to Mike Tomlin. When we move on. How okay. mad were you no, during he's gonna, the game? Were you upset during the game? No, yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I as I watched every player fall, I'm like, this is over. It that's something we didn't talk about. There's a, a, a little bit of a new angle. Yeah, there. 
there were a lot of weird hard hits that we haven't yeah. been seeing throughout the game that seemed almost like lead up to this happening at the end. Yeah. Like Nobody's talked about that Freddie Kitchens encouraged fighting in practice the entire preseason. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. he had a thing where he's like, if we're not fighting in practice, we're not having if a good you practice. Can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Get out of Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> the vision. That's that, was gross. Just- that was gross. No, 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 that's that is, AFC North, but that was definitely – there was a couple of them you're like, whoa, okay. And they, they did the right thing when Deontay Johnson's ear was bleeding on TV, another NFL nightmare that that Joe Buck pointed out is his head – his ear's bleeding. And it seemed like Troy didn't want to have anything. They didn't want to talk, talk about like, it because yeah. they're like, that's a really bad concussion when your ears bleed. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, once that started to happen, I'm like, eh, this is one of those games. The Steelers aren't a good team. They're they're playing decent. Their defense enough. looks really good. Their defense actually. can play. They're 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 yeah, talented. Yeah. They've got a lot of talent. You got nothing on offense. We're we're just sitting back seeing who's there for next year and who yeah. can play and getting time. I didn't even think about this. This really... is the team that lost Ryan Shazier. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Two years ago now. Yep. Right. I mean that's that that's yeah. another. And I know it's a totally different thing, but that's a huge incident right. for the the club for that. But that, yeah, that changed a lot of people. You know, parents like you were talking. I want to play parents. football now. Yeah, sure. that I mean, was him yeah. playing the right way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, upstanding, good guy yeah. playing by all the rules, and that can happen. Yeah, so it's a dangerous sport. We know that, but yeah, I mean, I you know, as far as answering the question is the playoff thing, I don't. That never mattered this okay. year. Okay, second question. Yeah. Do you believe that Mason? You can win if you had weapons around Mason Rudolph. Uh, I think they can. It's a lot easier to win games when you don't have three guys who are on the practice squad. I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about that, though. I'm just saying if you felt like he had actual quality weapons, because there's a lot of teams playing with backup quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of teams that are playing with guys that are hurt, yeah. and uh, all you have to do is look at the Colts and see that they haven't had uh, T.Y. Hilton right. the last – Three weeks, and it makes and Jacoby they, a little worse. And, they, and they, <laughs> they basically, their two and their two starting wide receivers have been out the last three weeks. Then Jacoby Brissett was out. Yeah. So they have Brian Hoyer. So it's a very similar team, yeah. except I would say that the uh, Steelers have a better defensive uh, team, yeah. and they're at least competitive in these games. He has been he has been really bad Mason Rudolph uh, last night I, he was really I've bad watched. yeah I've watched him too and they've they've uh they've protected him a lot he hasn't been bad 12 touchdowns four picks until last night uh two of the the picks were tipped um so you look at it, his 92 uh rating quarterback rating isn't horrible it's right on par with where Ben ends yeah. up every year it wasn't terrible he's not exciting he has uh Troy Aikman nailed it he's a statue in the pocket he, he's got heavy I don't think feet. that and that's my problem I don't yeah. think that kind of football works it I doesn't. mean people don't even realize Roethlisberger was a pretty damn good scrambler amazing scrambler well that's the difference look that's the difference between a hall of fame quarterback and a quarterback you can get him back yeah. there and say, here, you dump down if you don't have your one read, dump down. Right. Uh, but then you looked at Baker Mayfield, who I have to give credit to, and when things break down, he gets out of there. Ben Roethlisberger, you, you started to notice something was really special when the play designed to protect him broke, and he made something special happen. Yeah, that's a lot of people that's rare. bounce yeah. off of him. Yeah, and that, that's a, that, He was yeah. that new yeah. breed of gigantic nobody would ever seen. Yeah. That's a lineman yeah. slash tight end type of fella. I think it's too, the ball. I think Andrew it's, Luck. I think it's yeah, exactly. I think it's too knee jerk to say uh, Mason Rudolph can't do anything uh, without something, some help. I don't think he's good yet, but I don't think he. I don't. The Steelers didn't want him there yet, but they put him at the number two and said, hopefully Ben survives. In short spurts, he'll be fine. He's played just fine. Nothing terrible. Uh, nothing great. But last night he was awful, and that's a four, look that you know this as a gambler. The four day road team, no matter how short the trip is on a Thursday night usually has a crap game and when everything's going wrong and you got a quarterback who's never had that schedule before you can expect a crap game and they were down 14-7 until that last pick they were in that thing so yeah I don't think it's time to pull the plug on Mason Rudolph's entire career because we're too quick to that uh, Troy Aikman even said he goes look my first couple years yeah I had these games this happened I don't think that that's that that's to me is not a point at all yeah. he doesn't seem he doesn't seem special to me. He seems no. young. Pedestrian. Uh, yeah. And but I think th- he's that's... smart, and I think he can get things done. Right, I, and I don't that's know. fine. Yeah. But I don't even think that's the point. He's of... a backup. 
Yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I mean, you that's a, that. that's an unbelievable yeah. career nowadays to yeah. be backup quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sure is. It's that's worth ten. But he's not a backup. Not that's anymore. The weird thing. But no, but he's he's not. I mean, he's played. He's been a starting quarterback. For a, like he's kind of a starting teams. quarterback when the real quarterback yeah. is hurt or a transition time. Yeah. It's more nobody's going to get Ryan Fitzpatrick saying he's our guy. They're there as it's as almost like he's going to hold us over till we get one or, or until our young guy yeah, is good enough and our young right. guy doesn't get I mean, smashed. The Rosen thing has just developed into a oh my god, this he's not going to be anything, and they realize that in practice. So Fitzpatrick was there just in case that didn't work. That's his whole career. Uh, uh, Josh McCown made an entire career of being the guy's like I can do it if you if you need me, and that's more. It's it's he even it's, came back. It's almost like Is he playing right now. He might be. I don't I thought know. Thought he came back this year. It's almost like having a Hall of Fame for backups. You know, it's like this. There, yeah. There's some great backups that you'd never want leading your team all the time. McCown, Fitzpatrick, fit. But that it's so perfectly. important to a team. Huge. Charlie Batch was that. Can I can I stop you and just say that uh, right now? <laughs> Ken, uh, you need to call Ken. <laughs> Because we are talking about the Hall of Fame of backups, and he knows them all. And, uh, he knows and, them all. But okay, let's let's. Who's your who's your top three Hall of Fame of backups? Frank Reich. Is it? Yeah. Number one. Jeez, uh, who would you have? You know who else was great? Gary Kubiak. He was a good amazing backup, backup quarterback. Yeah. And I used to I used to think that uh, Charlie Batch was about as good as they get when Ben had his years where he was always getting beat up, and Charlie would come in for a couple of games. Did I want him to be the starter all the time? No. But that guy could get it done for a little bit. He was he was a Vince Ferragamo. People forget that one that he came in and did that. Don one. Strzok. Don Strzok was incredible, and he had to stand behind Dan Marino for years. And he was a tight end. Yeah. He'd go out and catch the ball now and again. Yeah. No, Don Strzok was a great. He was and, outstanding. Uh, it's 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 kind of funny when you think about it that Frank Reich in college was Boomer Esiason's backup. Mm-hmm. The guy, no matter, and then he was Jim Kelly's backup. How do we not know that he wasn't like a top ten quarterback? Yeah. And he just never, never got the coach, him. never got the system. Because no, in both, he didn't in college and in the pros. Frank Reich holds the record for biggest comebacks in yeah. in, in both college and pro football. It's insane. Yeah, he probably wasn't top ten. He was probably in the second tier. Yeah, he was the, the, yeah. the second tier level. But he was always yeah. that's a case in point of you know. Right time, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, maybe it's my not. comedy career. But, but we don't know. <laughs> you got awards. We, we don't know. Uh, and nowadays, it's different because that backup quarterback role—you're talking millions of dollars yeah. a year. Teddy Bridgewater has figured I out. I think he's a starter. He's—they're going to try him as a starter again, but I'm not sure he is. Yeah, you don't know with it. You uh, give, Foles, him the, give him the. I keys. mean, Foles is a backup. They, they, I don't know if there's a better. Yeah, backup. I can, yeah. I guess Foles has got to be the all, all-timer because he won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles is the me of backups. <laughs> Jeff Hostetler. Yeah. Yes, there's you another know, great one. Another Super Bowl winner. So, yeah, yeah you, get, you get a few guys in there. You're like, wow, these guys are pretty great, but can't be the ones you give the keys to the car. Yeah, pretty good guy. Steve Fuller. <laughs> Steve Fuller pretty good. <laughs> he did a pretty good Super Bowl shuffle as well. The rest of you are jackass. <laughs> That kid did have a good backup. Fuller, <laughs> no. Fuller, four. Was well, he solid. had a, he had a, he had Tom Zach, and he, you know because McMahon always would get hurt, so he always had to have a good backup. McMahon was a, Tom Zach. Harbaugh was his backup for yeah, a while. for a little bit until they fought every two seconds. <laughs> yeah. He had a stare down. Oh, and, <laughs> staring contest. And, and, I blinked. <laughs> I blink when I chew. You know, my daughter. My daughter the, the other day. I said uh, between like two people having a staring contest, I'm like, who do you think would win? And she's like, um, that old guy, because old people don't blink much. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, old people don't blink. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, a little little news on my picks since I'm not have a pick segment here, but I feel like I should do some. Yeah, uh, I am pulling back on Kansas City versus the Chargers because. The game's in Mexico City. Yeah, that doesn't count. I thought it was in San Diego, and I think the Chiefs do better in San Diego than they do where? Where do they're they in do? Mex- in Los Mexico Angeles? City. Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. There isn't Good a point. team in San okay. Diego. It's a good thing I'm not betting on the they Chargers. They probably do better in San Diego, though. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the the elevation, I guess, is worse in Mexico City than it is, like, in Denver. Yeah, so is the air. It's horrible. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand. Yeah. What and that's another thing the league's trying to do that you're like, all right, if you're interested in the health of the players, Mexico's not the place to be. 
for uh, for two reasons. The cartel runs it, and no one can breathe in Mexico City anyway. So really, uh, this this mixed message on we want our players to be in the best situations, I don't buy it. I'm just not buying it anymore. It's dumb. Yeah, I think that there's a uh, – that feels like a really – like a uh, – an ep- like a whole season of 24 that starts <laughs> right. off like in Mexico City. Chloe, get me the Jack schematics trying to- of the Stadio Olimpica. I need to whisper yeah. everything. This entire. Yeah. It- All right. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. Uh, I just wanted to get with the, with some silly stuff I did today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I did some tweeting. You're baiting. There's a guy. Yeah, really. I'm master. <laughs> You're the master at this. Yes. <laughs> of baiting. Of baiting. Um. <laughs> Come on, man. Hello. So there's a guy that's a TV news guy in Indiana named Miles Garrett. Oh, that poor who guy. People. <laughs> so he, he tweeted a bunch Fort of things. Wayne or something? Uh, I think uh, Mishawaka, Mishatani, Misha, 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 something. It's, uh, it's not Major Garrett. No, it's a, was like no not major, major, major. 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 Miles uh, no, Miles Garrett, and these are some of the tweets. If the NFL doesn't suspend Miles Garrett t- at Miles Garrett TV for the rest of the season, <laughs> at the very least, they should pack up their crap and go to London for good. I personally think charges should be brought uh, at Browns are a disgraceful organization. Did you write this? No, this oh. is somebody writing to him, and so the he, TV he was guy. posting all the things that people put up, and uh, we're going after him. So I saw this tweet, and I... I saw that he. This is how he tweeted to everybody sending him these messages uh, or or, or um, mentioning him. He said, "I'd like to formally apologize to uh, Mason Rudolph for my actions last night. Inexcusable, and I'm glad I've been called out for it." <laughs> he did that's that. the TV guy, did, oh, which is great. very funny. Very and good. I, I, I tweeted at him. I retweeted it with this man. That's just not good enough. <laughs> and I started getting <laughs> tweets from people like, "That's not Miles Garrett," or that. Uh, so somebody somebody had tweeted me that, and I said, "Don't try and stand up for him." I know <laughs> you people just are kept saying it no because they said no. They said that's not Miles Garrett, and I'm like, "Don't don't tell me what his character is off the field. <laughs> tell me this is what he did." And they're like, "No, that's not." The, yeah. You got the wrong guy. Right. I'm like, no, I saw the video. It was like a giant who's on first with people. And there were people getting so mad at me. <laughs> That's great. That I was tweeting about this. And uh, That's not who he is. Yeah. I, they, they, you've got, the, got wrong, the wrong guy. No, I've got the right guy. He's just a bad person. <laughs> yeah, That's, that's really. This is what somebody said. That's not Miles Garrett. And I said, that's why... That's why some people are saying it was completely out of character for him. But come on, it was wrong. Please don't defend him here. And there are people going, I don't even know what's happening. What's happening? Uh, That's and then great. I tweeted the guy. I DM'd the guy, Miles Garrett yeah. TV. And I was like, I'm sorry I had to retweet this. I'm yeah. just having fun with this. But there was one woman who was so upset because I was, you just didn't get it. Oh yeah, they just yeah. didn't. They didn't get it. But I ended up following her. Oh god. And then say, and she did have some other really good tweets. One last point about this that nobody's talking about. Somebody should be monitoring Miles Garrett right now. Yeah. To see because he is the um, enemy of the world in, in terms right. of the media, and I have to question that maybe there's something wrong with him going into it a little bit in the first place. If he's they got that, that quick kind of trigger of a trigger. And uh, there were some people talking about today that he's one of those guys that doesn't fit in, that he's yeah. uh, a little weird socially. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's a struggle for him. And yeah. uh, this, was, you know, he's you, been playing hard because of street cred type of stuff. That's a uh, that's a great point, too, in the way the media can be uh, active in somebody's demise. Absolutely. To a point, I remember uh, not to bring an impression into it, but when Tom Brenneman and uh, uh, Steve please, Lyons, please bring it in. I'm gonna though. Uh, when Tom Brenneman and Steve uh, uh, Lyons called the Cubs Bartman game, and I remember when the when the play actually happened, boy, nobody feels worse than that kid right there. And Lyons said, "They're gonna kill him. That guy is done." And he starts talking about. It. They come back from break. You know, the last thing we want to do is harm that man. He did nothing right. And they, tur- they turned everything from uh, – somebody got in there and said, guys, you can't talk about him being hurt right? because there are people who are going to hear that and think about getting him. And you guys kind of you know, flippantly started to say, oh, he's in trouble. People are going to go after him and everything else. And you didn't realize 
and 2003, we were pushing that 100-year mark for the Cubbies. Same thing with Miles Garrett. I think you're absolutely right. What he did was horrible, but you can exacerbate this and push it so far that a weatherman gets hurt. Yeah, I found the I found the the, the string I was looking for here. Uh, and when I retweeted that thing, the, the woman said, "Too bad that's not his Twitter handle. He's at at Miles L Garrett." And I said, "Please don't try to cover for him. It was <laughs> wrong." And then she me. says, "What are you talking about? People are tagging the wrong Miles Garrett. Miles slash Miles Garrett." What's that got to do with me covering for him? Pointing out people are tagging the reporter by mistake. And she was getting so, I felt so bad. But it it took half of her day to be like, I've got to fix this. I felt so good and so bad yeah. at the same you know, those time. Those are those great moments when you can just toy, manipulate this is here, here she is. What in the world is happening right now? Sorry if I'm trying to help a reporter being incorrectly tagged in posts <laughs> because people don't know how to spell miles. <laughs> And then a guy, John Ryan, maybe Jack Ryan. Oh, uh, you're not getting Frank's Ooh. joke, LOL. He obviously knows it's the wrong mile. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, okay, man, I got it about 10 minutes ago. Har har, joke's on me. Yeah, that's fun. And that's what Twitter is used for, to make people feel foolish all day. <sighs> well, and just it. be a jerk. Yeah, that's, it's, a, that's what internet, it's for, what social media. That's why it was invented. All right, guys. Thank you for being uh, for being able to get here uh, Friday night, man. You got here in terrible traffic. Horrible. You didn't think you were going to make it in time. I thought it was, and I thought it was time. an hour and a half out, thirty minutes ago. And so, wow, I got I flew past. You made it happen, Scott. Thanks for being technologically savvy enough to to get in from halfway across the country. It just feels like a eulogy, Frank. Just say uh, well, shows over. You know what it's a eulogy for? <laughs> Cleveland Browns. That's right. Because they're not a team anymore. They're not? They moved again? Yep. Baltimore's got two teams. They're not even going to be. They're in a suburb of Baltimore now. (laughs) It's how bad it is. I'll play for them. I got no problem with that. Ray Lewis wants to play for the new Browns. (laughs) I never done nothing wrong. What Miles did the worst thing an NFL player has ever done. Hello, Twitter world. I agree. That's just the end of the podcast. All right. That's it. It ends with OJ. Yeah, always.